Hello, everyone, and welcome to our special webinar on the M3.4U, the dynamic trading strategy for modern market conditions. Before we get going, I'd like to remind you that the presentation is for educational purposes only. We're not broker dealers or financial advisors, and we're not making any specific trade recommendations. Also, please be aware that your risk and trading options is substantial, and please make sure you're aware of all your risks prior to placing any trades. Also note that uh, any trades and the results presented in this presentation today, please consider them to be hypothetical computer simulated trades and the results. They would be believed to be as accurately represented as possible. Keep in mind that live results can vary from similar results for many different reasons. First of all, let me welcome Stephen on. Hello, Stephen. Hello, John. Hello, everybody. Good to be here. Awesome. Hope you're doing well today. I'm doing awesome myself. Good. So let's just take a moment here and just do some housekeeping stuff. If you have any questions or comments or anything, please post them into the chat. We'd love to answer them for you. As a matter of fact, we're having a question and answer session after for our presentations here for today. And yes, yeah, say hello. Feel free to say hello. Hello, uh, Rainer. And welcome everybody on uh, the webinar today. And we're going to save, unless it's relevant or needs to be answered right away, we're going to save most of the questions probably till after we're done with our content. We have a lot of stuff to share with you today. We'd like to get through it as quickly and efficiently as possible. There is going to be a recording available for a limited time. If you can't be honest for the whole webinar today, we'll probably take probably close to an hour. Today, uh, what we're going to do for an agenda here, we're going to talk about the challenges of newer and mid-level traders. We're going to talk about the M3.4U trading strategy, which by the way, has become my favorite trading strategy or rule-based trading strategy that we, we have. And I know those of you who've been around for a while know that it used to be the bearish butterfly. I used to love the bearish butterfly. I still like, I still love the bearish butterfly, in fact. But our M3.4U, you know, it offers sometimes trade, trading returns in the 30 plus percent range, like a bearish butterfly, but it's much more simple to manage the drawdowns are you can trade with a small amount of capital the drawdowns are going to be much less and um, it's very adaptable and flexible when we get to our more advanced levels of trading so i really love this strategy but we'll talk about what the strategy is and uh, so forth we're going to discuss the historical performance of the m3.4 u I'm going to be discussing our what we call the basic stage three strategy and risk parameters which is the more rule-based guidelines type of the way of trading it. We're going to go over some examples of that. And then Stephen is going to come on. He's going to discuss the M3.4U for more subjective, more advanced traders who are more at a stage four, stage five level traders. And he's going to go over some examples as well, I believe. So let's kind of get rolling here. Oh, also to Stephen, feel free to jump in with any comments and anybody else, if you have any comments or questions, please throw that into the chat. So challenges that newer and mid-level traders face when they trying to learn trading in general is, uh, I would say the number one challenge can be the uh, overwhelm. You know, I don't know what to do. There's too many different trading strategies out there. There's too many different ways to trade, you know, um, Trades have too much subjectivity for my current knowledge and my current ability and, uh, and that type of thing. It's very, very common. Uh, sometimes 
they have a, you have a small account, or even more importantly, maybe you have a big account, but you're not really yet skilled enough where you should be trading these large position sizes, or sometimes maybe you are skilled enough and, and you're just not confident enough to trade those large position size yes, sizes yet. Uh, a lot of us have a limited amount of time. We have jobs. And even if we don't have jobs and we're retired, we don't want to spend our life sitting in front of the computer trying to manage trades. And of course, we all have performance concerns, right? We want to perform well in the marketplace. So as we're going through these, let's talk about them one at a time here. So as far as overwhelm goes, I have some suggestions for you. There are an unlimited amount of trading styles, virtually unlimited, virtually unlimited amount of trading rules. Um, if you're jumping around from trading strategy to trading strategy, hoping to find the one that wins all the time, regardless of whatever, happens in the market for now and forever into the future, that is not a very productive way to spend your time. You're much, going to be much better off to uh, practice what we call constraint. Focus on one trading strategy, you know, a, a, a trading strategy that you can learn with, a trading strategy that's dynamic, trading strategy that tends to do well over time. And um, even at first, I would also suggest that you be very non-subjective with, with your rule set, right? At a certain level, when you gain a certain level of understanding, these, those recommendations change, right? But until you get to that understanding level, uh, I would encourage you to focus on one strategy with defined non-subjective rule set that's simple and effective, okay? Now, if you're dealing with a small account, you know some of our trading strategies and other trading strategies, they can be quite large. Um, you really shouldn't be trading large. If you're newer at this, if you're a trader that just trades rules, um, you really shouldn't be trading that large of a position, right? If you're just kind of blindly following a set of rules, not subjectively, or, uh, or if you're small account, or if you don't have the skill level to do so, or if you have uh, mindset issues or, or psychological issues that are, that are you know, causing fear and so forth. So uh, that being the case, you want to focus on a strategy that's simple enough for beginners that you can be traded small enough that you don't get into too much of that. And, you know, uh, this is a $4,000 position size and it's a $5,000 plant capital, we call it, but the trade itself really never goes over $4,000. And we um, we do it with an exit loss trigger of $500. There are other things you can do to get the trade to a smaller size. Um, but it's, it brings in additional complications. But to keep things simple, $4,000, $500 loss trigger, that should be a reasonable amount of money for most people. Uh, if you have limited time, again, you want a strategy that's simple, simple adjustments. You don't have to spend a lot of time trying to roll things all the time or do complicated movements. Uh, minimal, minimal rolling or, or large complicated adjustments, you wanna keep it a minimal. And you don't want to have to constantly monitor the darn thing. And that's true for me, even it's not true for everybody, right? Some people like to sit there and watch the market all day and, 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 and whatever. But, you know, for me, you know, I'm learning to income trade because you know, I want to make money, but I don't want to sit there and watch the market all the time. I don't want to, I don't want another job. I want to come in. I want to be able to look at the market once a day. If I need to do something, then I just want to be able to do something on my phone. I want it to be relatively simple. I don't want to have to go in there and, and get to a computer, so to speak, 
and deal with it. And, you know, if something's, if I have to go a day past an adjustment level, I don't want to be freaking out about it. So um, it's one of the things little about the strategy can be traded that way. And then as far as performance concerns, I'd like to mention that performance should not be your primary objective when you are beginning tra- a beginner trader, you know, looking for top performance, even mid-level traders. So that should not be your primary concern. Once you get to a certain level of trading and you get to a subjective level of trading, I mean, performance becomes paramount. I mean, we trade for money, right? So we we, we want to um, have that. We want to have great performance, but uh, we're not going to get to that level if we're a beginner trader or intermediate trader, trader and all we're focusing on is performance. But that said, you know, we want to at least start with a proven strategy that's simple to implement, has a great performance record over an extremely wide variety of conditions, including the current and post-current market environments. And that's where we want to go here. Know that no trading strategy works all the time. Right. So no trading strategy is going to win all the time. You have to, you want to understand that. You And really, you have to internalize that. The funny thing is, is I think most of us intellectually understand that no trading strategy is going to work all the time, but from a unconscious level and the way we act when we start position sizing and so forth, and the way we base our confidence level, right, this goes into a psychological issue, but the way we base our confidence level off of recent results, a lot of of us actually expect that trading strategy to win all the time. And we have to be careful of that. He says, yeah, no trading strategy works all the time. Plus, of course, you're right. You should not chop and change all the time either. The reality is, is you're going to go through cycles as a trader of good performance and cycles of poor performance. It's just the reality of trading. If you can't deal with that, get out of trading now. Because, I mean, you're going to forever spend your life trying to find this perfect situation where you're always going to make the same amount of money. Uh, you know, let me do you a favor. You know, go away. Um, that's the best thing you can do. Now, everybody's going everybody's to promise you that. but it's not true, right? You're always going to run through that. So exactly when should you change the kind of trades you do? Uh, again, you're going to have these challenges and we're going to be kind of getting into that. So let's, uh, let's, move, let's move forward here. And the strategy, again, we're introducing here, M3.4U is a dynamic overlapping market neutral broken wing butterfly strategy that we uh, designed for and is traded on the Russell 2000. Uh, it's designated as the core income strategy for our sh- traders in stage three of our trader success blueprint. Uh, for those of you who don't know what that is, is within our Go membership, we have something called a trader success blueprint. It's designed to um, aid traders or help traders go through certain stages of trading in the most efficient way possible so, so that they can um, propel themselves into a pro-level trader where we start to become more subjective with our trading. We gain a good understanding of the marketplace and so forth. And this, I decided as a core strategy, again, because the initial stage three style strategy. So stage three is the area where you want to focus on guidelines trades, follow guidelines trades, gaining an understanding of the trading strategy, gaining an understanding of the market, how they interact with one another. Stage four is where we start to propel you into a professional level trader. This strategy is, is great for both of those phases. So that's one of the reasons we do that. Yeah, thank you for answering that question, Stephen, too. So everybody can go into the chat and, and Stephen provided a good answer for Bill's question. This can be traded with as little as $4,000 with a $500 loss trigger. So again, good size, 
simple adjustment strategy, minimum rolling, proven fantastic performance prior to both COVID, prior to COVID, and uh, as well as after COVID. So let's take a look at performance for a minute. And this is closed trades on the M3.4U uh, for as long as we have data on Option Explorer, which is January 2011. Again, intraday data, you never want to do back testing off end of day data. That data is junk. But close trades January 2011 to August 2022. So this is what the profile looks like. Some of these are back tested. Some of these are real time simulated trades that we go over in our Go membership on our options trading for income webinars in the morning. Uh, but what we have here, is we have an 81% win rate. This is up from last year, by the way. If you saw uh, last year's webinar, I think we were at 79% with the uh, new trades over the last year. We are uh, up 81% uh, winners with the strategy. One of the dynamics that you wanna watch for, I mean, everybody likes a high win rate, but there are more important things than the win rate. And one of those more important things are the dynamics of what's my average win versus my average loss. Uh, we have plenty of trading strategies that might be in the 90% win rate, but their average win is uh, going to be, uh, you know, less than their average loss. And that can be a challenge, right? So the, here we have an average win of 23.53. And by the way, this is on a position size of uh, $2,500 planned capital uh, consistently from beginning to end. Again, consists of some back tested, some some live, some uh, uh, real time simulated. So, uh, but that is the dynamic we have. Our average win is substantially higher than our average loss, which allows us to have a lower win rate yet still be profitable. And another big dynamic is you know people talk about tail risk or the outliers where you get this really really huge loss on the strategy or a really, really huge win. What are the outliers on the strategy? Well, the outliers in the time timing we have, the biggest loss we've ever had on our $25,000 planned capital trade is 35, um, a little over 3,500. Now we have an exit loss trigger, 2,500. Sometimes that gets exceeded, right? You get market gaps and all this other stuff, COVID and so forth. So, uh, you will exceed that from time to time, and we have, right? So 35, uh, about 35.50. But look at our largest winner. Largest winner, $11,875 on plan capital of, of uh, what, uh, 25,000. So that's, you know, that's in the 40, getting close to 50% range. So uh, the point being is, if you have a strategy, that usually wins $100 and usually loses $2,500 or more when it loses, you need a really high win rate just to break even. Uh, plus, psychologically, it becomes hard to trade that strategy because you win because you, when you win a lot, you people tend to raise their capital level. Then when they lose, they tend to drop their capital level, meaning it takes even longer to bring back up. And then, of course, you have the, um, the dynamic where once in a while, if you take a very big loss, on the trade because certain things that happen in the marketplace, it takes forever to make it back up here. You know, we can make up our largest loss in one cycle. So those are very important dynamics when you, when you start trading. Uh, also maximum consecutive losses have been two. 
maximum consecutive wins have been almost two years in. Uh, hey, John, I wanted to make a period. comment on those yeah. metrics. Um, Absolutely. Most people should be familiar with profit factor. Uh, and if you are anything over one, you know, is profitable. Um, and if, for those that don't, it's, it's an expression of positive expectancy. So your average win times your average dollar win times your win rate, less your average loser times your loss rate. And 5.6 is crazy high. Um, the other comment I wanted to make is if you look at the equity curve, you know, when you zoom out, you're like, wow, that's, that's exactly what we want, you know, uh, going from the southwest to the northeast, right? <laughs> but there's also a period from 2018 and 19 that the strategy sort of went sideways. Now, the, there's two ways to kind of interpret that. One, it's not a drawdown dip which is really attractive normally, which would be expected. You would have a trade duly well, do really well for a while. And it almost looks like a price chart, right? And then it would retrace right. a little bit. There'd have, and that didn't really happen. However, I can, I can tell you from experience, a lot of people get frustrated in that period, even though mm. it's probably more or less, it looks like it probably made money. Maybe, maybe it broke even. Maybe some people didn't trade exactly by rules and it lost a little money. But as John has mentioned often in the past, when you run into that with these strategies, oftentimes a huge run of success is right around the corner. And that's exactly what happened in 2020, 2021, and, and uh, continuing through this year. So it speaks to the fact that even when you have a high performing strategy, you know, sometimes it's going to go sideways, maybe have a little drawdown period, but uh, you don't want to just completely abandon things. And then all of a sudden the market conditions are just perfect for that strategy and you miss the the big equity curve ramp up. Yeah, I think that's a good comment. And then, you know, how bad was the bad section for this trade? It wasn't really all that bad, <laughs> right? It was, uh, it was very sideways. It wasn't really bad. Yeah, exactly. So, I, it, yeah. It, you know, the equity curve didn't pull back, but right. you know, it's, it's natural for traders to get frustrated and kind of go back to what you talked about earlier and then sort of switch strategies. And, you know, once you understand this strategy, you may make the decision to say, hey, uh, I'm going to reduce size or go to the sidelines on this strategy, whatever, not necessarily strategy hop until conditions improve. Um, and then you can jump back on the train. Um, it did a number of ways to deal with that. But the point is, is most people abandon strategies right before the, the best run, equity curve run happens. That would be fairly common. Yeah, we see that all the time. And again, and um, that goes with the typical sizing strategy. Oh, I had good, good recent results. I'm going to size up like crazy. And they're going to be trading at their maximum amount when you, have, when you run into that bad time. And then, of course, they're, since their confidence level is based on the results, they, they either drop the strategy or they um, drop their size. And then, of course, when this good run comes, they don't make their money back or they don't you know, you know, they sell right. on the profits because they're just too small size at that point. So it's very important to be able to hang in there. Right. I agree. Yep. Absolutely. So anyway, uh, this strategy as of um, this year, the win rate hasn't been like super high this year, but our actual profits have been pretty good this year on the strategy. And this has been a tough year for a lot of trading strategies. It's really the first time I think a lot of us have seen a market that's not um, uptrending. You know, we've had some down moves. We had, you know, the horrendous down move during COVID. We've had, you know, horrendous down moves during certain other 
cycles during this time period, but those down moves have been very um, limited and they haven't lasted a very long time. You've had like two months of down moves and the market's right back up to new highs. We're in a new market now. We're in a market that's more sideways. And uh, a lot of the trading strategies in the past, is, you know, if this goes for an extended period of time, could, could be problematic. So um, it's good to see we're still doing well here with this particular strategy. Um, all right. So anyway, moving on. Description of the strategy, and uh, this kind of comes in two forms. It comes in our basic stage three strategy. It comes in our uh, more advanced, more flexible uh, stage four, stage five uh, uh, type of situation. And uh, I'm going to be discussing stage three. Stephen's going to be discussing the other uh, variable later on. So we're going to trade this in the Russell. Our analytical software suggested is ONE. I no longer suggest option view software. Um, and our, uh, you could also analyze this and toss and TD Ameritrade if you're not back testing, right? It's, it's still, it's the, the Delta numbers are flexible enough where you can really uh, deal with any of those. And um, our entry configure is a 60-40 broken wing butterfly normally. Our example size is $5,000 plan capital that we're going to be doing with our demonstrations. Uh, the reality is, is we limit the actual position size at 4,000. So the returns are actually a little bit higher than what we, you're going to actually have in the trade. Um, our minimum position size suggested is about 4,000. Again, there's things you can do to lower it, but uh, we'll go from there. So uh, the duration of the trade is up to 56 days. So there are overlapping trades. Our suggestion is to check your trading strategy once a day. I do not like to do intraday stuff here. Uh, profit target as much as market allows. So this is a trading strategy that does not have a profit target. There are advantages and disadvantages to having a profit target. Generally, you have a uh, lower profit targets generally result in a higher win rate. No profit targets generally result in a lower win rate. Uh, however, you are cutting off your uh, profits if you have a lower profit target in particular, and um, meaning that you're, remember that dynamic we looked at, the average win versus the average loss, the, um, the largest win versus the largest loss that throws those numbers out. So uh, I, I like this, particularly with no profit target. Again, as we get subjective, you may end up putting profit targets in from time to time or making other exit criteria, or at least I would recommend that. But um, as a stage three, that's what we're doing. Um, our expected average profit per trade is approximately 5% of our plan capital. It's actually, I expect, a little bit higher than that. Uh, our exit loss trigger is $250 per lot. So in this one here, we have, um, it's going to be what? $5,000 plan capital position. It's going to be five, uh, five, 10%. What's 500 bucks? Um, no, we have uh, we have a fifty thousand. I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll we'll, we'll do those parameters when I look at them. Um, anyway, this is going to be two fifty per contract. I think we're doing ten contracts, so it'll be a twenty five hundred dollar uh, maximum loss or, or exit loss trigger. And again, that's a loose number. We can be loose with our exit loss triggers on these a little bit when we get when we have the dynamics where we make a lot of money, right? So if you're in a strategy where you're trying to make a hundred dollars and your exit loss trigger is a hundred dollars. You're going to kind of have to be tight on that because you're never going to make more than $100. But when you have these bigger wins, you can be also a little bit loose sometimes on your exit loss trigger. Uh, so I have three examples for you. As I did last year, I did January, February, and March. In 2000, 
one, I believe three wins in a row. This one's not three wins in a row. They have a win in January and he lost in February, a win in March. So we'll take a look at those and we'll go through the trades. Um, before we do that, though, let me just quickly tell you about the uh, the offer that we're having today on the M3.4U strategy program. So first of all, understand the M3.4U strategy program is a lot more than a set of trade rules. Trade rules are a dime a dozen. They're of limited use. You really need to, what you really need to become uh, or advance as a trader is you need to understand the nuances. You need to understand when to be tight with the guidelines, when maybe loosen things up a little bit uh, for that consistency that we're all trying to gain, right? So I developed the M3.4U program as the core trading strategy for our stage three traders in our trader success blueprint for a reason, right? It's very well designed for that. So for beginner and intermediate and non-subjective traders who choose to be non-subjective, the program includes some very well-defined proven strategy guidelines with multiple detailed examples, including unusual situations. Um, for our more advanced traders, the program includes advanced lessons, including lessons on adding subjectivity, combining M3.4U with other strategies. A critical part of the program includes properly interpreting back tests and properly interpreting your trading results. This is something that we come across again and again and again. Traders come in, they back test something, and the way they back test it is uh, a way that gives them a very poor representation of what that strategy is like to, likely to do going forward in the markets if you're trying to try to trade it as a live market condition. Uh, we teach you how to overcome that so you get a more realistic view of what the strategy is actually likely to do. Uh, we have additional lessons for our stage four and stage five traders where we demonstrate when and how to add subjectivity to, to the, the trading strategy. Uh, we include powerful examples. And we talk about how to modify rules for certain things. And we also reveal how to effectively combine M3.4U with other powerful strategies that you may or may not be familiar with, uh, including the M3C, the V32, the bearish butterfly. You can, you can obviously combine it with other things as well as you get to that level. Uh, but basically, you know, the M3.4U program, powerful trading strategies, additional lessons to help you become skilled enough to uh, rely on trading as income as a trader. So we want to make sure that, um, you know, we get you to that level. So with this, our October super strategy sale, we're offering a discount on this for a limited time until midnight, October 17th, normally 1295 basic members uh, get a hundred dollars off. So it's 1195 for basic member. Uh, you can join basic membership for free at any time. So if that's something you're interested in then please do so. For our GO members, our existing GO members, we have $1,045, so it's $250 off. And then for our pro members, we are doing a $400 discount at $895. So really good deal and on an incredible program. Give yourself the gift of the knowledge of the M3.4U. So let's look at some examples and we, are, we'll, we will take a look at some examples here. So I have queued up in Option Explorer, uh, three examples, January, February, March, 2022 expiration. So this trading strategy, let's just uh, talk about this for a second, is entered 56 days to expiration. We're going to start with this expiration here. 
what we're going to do is we're going to come in with our short strikes, approximately 20 points under the money. We're at about 22.50, so we'll be at 22.30. We'll do a 60-point lower wing. And then normally we're going to do a 40-point wing to the upside. Uh, however, this strategy does automatically adapt to implied volatility shifts. Implied volatility shifts, by the way, create different delta in the same position that you have here, as well as you know, different time frames. But um, we do have a delta limit on the strategy of positive four. I'm sorry, on this position size here, what are we at? Well, actually, we're doing a. This is it. okay. So this is the position size we're doing. We're doing a two lot here. So a two lot is going to be planned capital of $5,000, or we're gonna maximize our risk in the trade of $4,000. We're gonna have a positive delta limit of four and a negative delta limit of minus three or zero, depending on where we are positioned. Um, when we go to enter this with a 60-40 wing, we end up with a positive four, over a positive four delta. We do not want that. so. The way we correct for that coming in is we're going to widen the upper wing and that's going to give us a 2.7 that's within parameters. So we're going to take that and we're gonna run with it. So this is what our entry position looks like. We are slightly positive Delta bias or positive or bullish bias in the marketplace. And do not fool yourself. If you trade a broken wing butterfly, chances are your strategy is bullish bias. Neutral bias is not a broken wing butterfly, right? You may still be able to lose to the upside, but you're definitely bullish bias if you're in a broken wing butterfly. You have more risk to the upside than the, uh, to the downside than the upside. Um, this is a bit of a bullish bias strategy, uh, which makes sense because most of the time the market does go up over historically. Okay, so this is what our strategy looks like. We are uh, currently. Uh, 2.7 delta. I'm just going to go from trade adjustment to a trade adjustment just to save time because we have three trades and Stephen has examples also. So November 26th, let's jump to, let's take, uh, let's just jump to December 1st. So this is what we look like December 1st. The markets come down quite a bit and we are over four positive delta. Our delta corrections are going to be done this way. That brings us into range. And we're going to uh, do that adjustment here. Of course, we are drawn down. Well, what happened in the marketplace? Look, since we entered this, the market's gone straight down. It's gone straight down hard. We are slightly bullish bias. So that makes sense that we're, we're drawn down a little bit. But this is a, a very, very aggressive down move here since we've entered. And Let's move forward to next adjustment. What happens here is we continue to go down in the market. It's now December 14th. And um, what happened during the time frame? by the way, we were here before and we had a good size bounce in the marketplace. We did not have to adjust up on the bounce. Uh, and then we got a retracement back to where we are. We're now violating our upper delta limits again. We're gonna look at widening this out 
to correct our delta limit. If we cannot widen this out, in other words, if we get to a symmetrical butterfly, our standard um, stage three guidelines would be to roll the position back. So that's what we're going to do here. We're going to first attempt to widen out the upper wings, which we can only do a limited amount because um, we can only do a limited amount. Um, we do have the option to roll this back pretty much at any time as well. So you could you could run either one. In the program, we talk about different uh, different parameters to to do it. Uh, in this case here, we decided to do a rollback. I'm sorry, we didn't decide to do a rollback. We decided to uh, open up the uh, the butterfly here. So um, this is the more standard adjustment. I'm going to open it up, and we're positive two. Let's go to next adjustment here, which is on the twentieth. And we are once again over our maximum delta limit. We can look at opening this up. And that puts us to here. Again, rollback is an option here. Generally, I, uh, most part, uh, far from expiration, I usually avoid a rollback. But um, we open that up, and now we're back within delta limits here. And now we're in a symmetrical butterfly. And then possibly on the following one here. What ends up happening? Oh, okay, we end up getting a bounce in the market. So you can see we had this big drop. We adjusted down. We had this up. We didn't have to adjust down. On the second rundown, we had to adjust down some more. And now we're getting a relatively, looks like a pretty aggressive bounce in the market, which is what the market's been doing, right? We've been getting this back and forth crazy moves. But here, uh, we said our maximum negative delta is minus three in the position size. To correct for this, we just do the simple adjustment of a vertical. So you notice that most of the adjustments here are just simple verticals. And the only reason we're adjusting a lot is because the market's freaking crazy, right? The market's all over the place here. So um, we do that to correct that. And let's move this here. We go to next adjustment. We exceed negative delta again, so we're dealing with a uh, continually rising market here. That adjustment's gonna be the same. We're just gonna roll back this lower long. So let's go to our next adjustment here. Uh, again, we're over our minus three at our checkpoint time. And by the way, we're checking this once a day. So, um, we're doing the same thing. We're going to continue on. We're going to roll down the upper longs here. In this case here, we do one. We bring this back into our guidelines. And this is what our position looks like. And then, let's see, we're 22 days to expiration. Let's go to next adjustment here is because we, let's ignore here. We're at 22.68, we're over our minus three. So we look like there, so now we're up $853 on a 5,000 plant capital position. So that's pretty good, pretty good there. Uh, if we go to next adjustment.
we end up being minus one. Now we're only minus one, but here's the deal. When this strategy, in this strategy, when you get over your long strike here, we are going to adjust up at zero delta. So that being the case, we're going to make the adjustment here. Now this brings us near our maximum positive delta. Um, usually if I'm back testing, I might not do this. Um, especially if we're being a little more subjective, one of the things you might look at is playing around with your lower strike a little bit to to become positive delta, but moderate that. I, I don't like I don't like going to full positive delta to my full positive delta limit usually on an adjustment. So normally I'd probably moderate that. But um, in our options trade for income, I usually try to make the less preferable move. So um, what ended up happening is the next day we got a really big down move. So we made this adjustment here and I believe it was the next day or the next trading day, which was the fifth. We ended up getting a 68 point down move in the Russell, which is, which is pretty big. I mean, it's, it's much more common these days, but um, it's, it's really a huge move in the Russell. And that did pull away some profits. And our adjustment here, you'll notice we are 16 delta. It's the same, basically. We're just going to roll this out. In this case, we have to roll this out all the way to a symmetrical butterfly in order to correct that. And this is our new positioning. One of the things to notice is that during this period, a lot of strategies are going to increase size into expiration, like you do adjustments and your size gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Most of the time, the size on this tends to either stay the same or get smaller. And notice we're only, you know, even though we're in a $4,000 or a $5,000 plan capital position here, we're only, um, our size is getting smaller with our adjustments. The idea, it helps keeps, keeps our, our, our drawdowns low with larger moves. So uh, let's go to next adjustment. January 7th, market continues down. We're positive seven delta. We have to be four or less. So um, we're in a symmetrical butterfly. This is the mandatory rollback. So this is the in the, in the stage three. In the stage four, we have other ways of dealing with this. But um, this is our mandatory rollback. So I'm going to roll back this position, essentially to starting position. And that puts us into a position that looks like this. So uh, when we came in, we ended up going into a one, two, three, four, five, ended up going into a 50, 40 broken wing butterfly, uh, probably primarily for, for capital concern, uh, capital concerns. We don't want to get too big of a position coming into expiration, which we're getting days, we're getting close. move. We get an up move, so the same thing, right? Uh, two negative delta, we're going to correct that out. Rolling in the longs. We go to the next adjustment. And we're up 691. We are two positive delta. We roll back the longs, right? So we just, again, simple adjustments. Uh, look at the price chart though, right? The reason we're having a little bit of trouble because the market's pretty insane. We're getting a, what, a 200, a hundred, over a hundred, almost 150 point range in the market here, back and forth relatively rapidly. Um, and 
we go to next adjustment, again, two positive delta. Used to do a rollback. I like to do rollback sometimes a little bit before we need to in close to expiration situations because really all our risk is down here, right? So you want to nudge that back a little bit. But this was our previous position here. This is our rolled back position. And then eighteenth here, our delta is positive thirty two. We're doing the same thing here. We have to roll it back. We roll back to starting position. So just for everybody sees this, short strikes at 21.30. Short strikes roll back to starting position. Again, limited capital. So we're limiting the size of our lower wing here. This is our position here. We're up 7.19 again. And then if we go to, what are we? We're three days to expiration. Let's just go to the following day here. Uh, we get a 25 point down move. We are over our maximum delta number. Again, this calls for another rollback. And that puts us into this position here. And then the following day, we end up uh, with a 12 point down move and we end up being up $2,773 on our $5,000 planned capital position, which is really $4,000. We're right around, we're getting close to 50% here, just under 50%. So that is our January trade. And we would exit this trade because it's an AM expiration cycle. And um, our AM expiration cycle is is, is untradable after, after the close. So, uh, so that is the January trade. Now, at the same time, we have this February trade going on. Again, we have an overlapping position. If we go to entry date here, this is what we look like on entry. It's very similar to our previous entry. Oh, and someone's asking too, before we get going, how do we get the program? So, uh, simple enough, I should have explained that before. So, you just go to lockinyoursuccess.com. We go to uh, our trading courses. This is an options trading strategy, M3.4U, and all the links are here to buy it depending on your membership level. And of course, uh, a, a better description of what's going on. Also a bunch of examples. So we have this, uh, this is a blog that we do, you, uh, thewinningtrade.com. And the M3.4U strategy, as you can see, has been featured many times on that. So if you wanna see more examples of the strategy, you can go there but that's how you get that. If you are a member, you can just go into your membership website and, and look for your uh, pro or go discounts. So if you're a paying member, so um, pro discounts are here and our go discounts are in the go discount area. Okay, all right, moving on here. Let's uh, take a look at this. So this is going to be our losing example. So uh, let's take a look here. So this is our start. We are 2241 on our asset price. And then we have 2220 short strikes. 
we start with a 60 point wing, then we widen the upper wing a little bit to get our delta into range. Uh, here, if we go to first adjustment, we have a situation where we are two positive delta. Again, see how simple this is? We just correct with a vertical and that brings us to, uh, that brings us within range. If we go to the following adjustment, we have a continued down move. We're down $75, we're positive six delta. We can widen this out. So we're gonna widen it out. And that is our new position. We're at 1.9. Further down movements at stage three level are going to comprise of um, rolling this back. So we go to next adjustment here. Uh, we get a continued down move. Again, we have a $500 exit loss trigger. We're down 249. It is due for a rollback. So we're gonna roll this back. Now, that's for stage three. If you're stage four, I don't know if you have an example of this, Stephen, or not, but uh, stage four, we handle this in other ways. We do price lockdowns, we, we can, and we do this in options trade for income sometimes, where we can withstand a very, very large down move. And sometimes we slightly get over our exit loss trigger, but we limit our structural risk, and then, um, and then we catch it on the reversal here when the market comes back up, if it comes back up. And a lot of times you can turn a winning trade or a trade with, that would otherwise lose into a winning trade. Um, we do not do that here. So we're going to let this one lose. Uh, but anyway, we do the rollback. And this is our position here. When we do that, we roll back to, we're 2108. So we're going to roll back to uh, 2090. And then if we go to, let me ignore adjustments here for, this, and again, I apologize for going fast, but um, we wanna make sure that um, we get all the material covered here. So this here, we end up doing a rollback, or is this an exit here? This February, okay, let's ignore this. We end up being over our positive Delta and we end up doing, uh, moving out the upper long again, bringing us back within Delta. So you can see it's it's pretty repetitive. It's pretty simple. And ignore trades again, because I know at some point we get hit pretty hard here. And yeah, so at this point here, uh, what's happening is we actually hit our exit loss trigger. So we're at minus uh, 562. So we're slightly more than our exit loss trigger. So as a stage three trader, we would get out of this. Again, as a stage four trader, we can, um, um, there's things that we can do here to, to hang in the trade and limit our down risk, and then uh, potentially can bring this back and win it. So you see that again in our Go webinar, um, uh, uh, Options Trade for Income webinars. But anyway, that's the end of that trade at the same time. Uh, and by the way, what did we go through? Right, this is, as we talked about, this is slightly positive bias, uh, bullish bias trade, and we've had just a straight down move. And then um, we're also going to have this trade going on at the same time also. What happened with this one? And we'll just go from here. But what happened with this one is we entered this one uh, on the 21st, which is, oh, it's actually today anyway. So we entered this on the 21st and this is our entry position here. 
and just going, clicking through this here quickly. Um, where negative delta outside the upper long strike, therefore we are rolling the upper longs back for corrections. We have uh, a down move, right? If you get in chop, we're over our positive delta. We just back out of that adjustment. And here we are here. We go to next adjustment. We are two negative delta again. So, and we roll back the long, bring ourselves in parameter here, go to next adjustment. So we're getting chopped back and forth a little bit, right? We're, we're, we're two positive delta now. We have to back out of that adjustment, take this long back up to 2030. But we're doing okay. We're doing okay. Go to next adjustment. Now we're nine days to expiration, by the way. Now we're two negative delta. Now, again, we back, we open this up or we uh, tighten up our upper wing. That brings us in guidelines. And then uh, we only have nine days left. So let's just go, let's undo the adjustment here for a second and go forward. Uh, this day here, by here, we're up $717 and we're seven days to expiration. Uh, we are outside of our guidelines for an adjustment. So again, we back out of this. So this is mainly being comprised of just backing in and out of these verticals here, um, which can happen in these very choppy markets. Again, you can take a look at the price charts here. Our range is, our, our range has at least settled into a, a range, but it's very, very choppy, very, very back and forth. So um, let's just ignore this for now. So here at four days to expiration, we did get hit a little bit here. We end up with a 46 point down move in the rut. So we basically we broke support here, right? And um, we're positive 19 delta. That's gonna require us to roll back. Again, because we're widening the upper wing to a symmetrical. If we're still too positive delta, we're gonna roll back. Uh, the rollback's going to bring us to uh, 1910 for short strikes. We essentially go into entry position and we're up 469. And a lot of times, like in January, sometimes you can get a nice settlement in the last couple of days before expiration and you can take on these really, really big wins in the 30 plus percent range. Uh, that doesn't happen on this one, but it's still okay. So if I go here and I go to next adjustment, is the following day, we end up with a 24 point up move. And that being the case, we have too much negative delta. And we correct that by rolling this in. In this case here, we also have to roll in the lower longs or it would at least make sense to, um, even if just because of how close we are to expiration and the fact that we could get a very big down move, it's good to limit your structural risk in the position. And then, uh, but this is our adjustment we'll go back neutral here. And then on the last day, let me just take this off. Our, here's our last trading day. We get, end up getting a 45 point up move and we essentially, oh, I'm sorry, we're two days to expiration. So we still have another trading day. Uh, we are still, we're, we're negative Delta. 
we make that correction by rolling in the upper long. So let's do that. Uh, in this case here, we roll it in and we also take the risk out of the downside. So now we're in a $2,500 position here to the downside. And realistically, this, would, this is something we would just let expire. So um, if we go to the following day, I do trade out of it in the option software, but there's really no reason to be out of it. Um, following day here, we end up with a profit and loss of $500 or 10% of our planned capital number, right? So over the three cycles, we had a 45% gain, we had a 10% gain, we had a 11% loss. So 43% over three cycles, uh, trade for trade is, um, is pretty darn good, even though our win loss rate does, um, does shift around a little bit. So that is what I have. I think it's, I don't have any comments, Stephen, but it's time, it's time for you to come on. Yeah, Bill's, Bill's got a great question that I wanted yeah. you to address if you could. If you purchase the course, does it include any changes or amendments you make over time? Yes, any course purchased here does include updates and uh, amendments to any changes in the future. Uh, also any special webinars we have just for course holders, which we have from time to time and any kind of updates. Um, will all be included in that. Absolutely. Okay, super. All right, I'm going to grab the screen. Yes, take it away, my friend. Let's talk to our more advanced traders. <laughs> yeah. Okay, the gateway to stage four and five, subjective trading. For those that may, may not be aware, we have a five-stage blueprint or roadmap, of, of, if you will, of uh, which is effectively a, a learning plan. Uh, it allows traders to come on board with our education education services, uh, no matter what level of understanding you have of trading our options, and bring them through those stages one through three. We trade. Uh, I think you have twelve strategies now, right, John? And we would trade those strategies that just trade for income. Yeah, yeah. We would trade those by guidelines only. So you're not looking at charts. You're not hopefully never listening to news to make trading decisions. And that's what John just went through. He was looking at charts just to kind of give you context and reference, but his, his uh, adjustments um, were not based on the charts, which I still find to this day is just crazy. <laughs> that, you know, you've got this great positive expectancy trades, all the trades are, they certainly have their seasons, but it, they perform without looking at charts or any other analysis. So that's stages one through three. Then we have stages four and five where we want to add discretionary trading or subjective trading. Um, and obviously the reason is, well, why would you do that? You know, you just showed such fantastic results on a rules-based strategy. Well, when we add that subjectivity and you develop that skill set, you can make two, three, four times the returns. And certainly that's the expectation and the goal. It takes And, and you effort. can do it more consistently over a wider level of conditions. Yes. So. And as I'll show you, you can start to combine it, which is really powerful with other strategies, whether it's our strategies or some other strategy um, that, you, that you like. And you're obviously trying to turn your money over faster um, and, and get those higher returns. So in stages four and five, we introduce technical analysis and implied volatility analysis. And what that effectively means is skew, reading skew, and how we can look at our positions 
to gain clues as to what's happening in the market and help us to make better decisions. So just so everybody's clear, John was demonstrating stages one through three guidelines only, and I'm gonna show you what stages four through five, which is our pro membership, how they would utilize the M3 for you. Does that sound good, John? That sounds great. I just wanna make the clarification that is pro membership material. It's not necessarily in the program, right? So the the, yes. the functional rule, the functional uh, mechanical adjustments and examples of how to deal with your subjectivity are in there, but your subject, creating your subjectivity is more of a pro membership type of a thing. Right. And so, so what I'm gonna, yeah, absolutely. Thank you. And so yeah. what I'm gonna show you is once you've, let's say you just go buy this program and you, you learn it, um, it, it speaks to you, you like, uh, the style of the trade, it fits your personality. As you evolve your trading, I'm going to show you how you can make it even more powerful. So let's let's talk about this. Um, I was a student, am a student. I am the options trading coach at Lock In Your Success for our beginner and intermediate traders. But uh, was. Like I said, I was a student and still a student of, of John's uh, style. So I'm, I want to give that perspective. I mean, I remember when you unrolled this and the, uh, what was the foundations? Uh, I, it was one of our live programs when we talked live about Live programs, yeah, was, uh, yeah. I believe it was Trader Transformation. Trader Transformation, yeah. And the light bulb just went off. I'm like, oh man, this just really speaks to me. And I, you know, the first part was the simplicity of it. And there's nothing wrong with complexity in our trading, but sometimes we tend to think that adding complexity means more returns. That's not always the case. And this trade is simple in the sense that we don't roll the structure up to keep up with the market, say that like you would, for instance, in the M3, the trade rarely rolls back. And John just demonstrated the uh, situations in which you would. And like he stated, it's typically the adjustment is just a vertical rather than um, something more complex, picking up and moving the tent. And what that does is allows the trader to really focus on the entry structure. So you've got this tent that's behind the market. I mean, that's the that's the foundation of, of this style of trading, right? And you don't have to you don't have to constantly pick it up and move it around. And when you're bringing in your charting analysis, that helps you plan around that because you know where your tent's going to be relative to what's happening in the market just kind of eases the trade planning um that's really what that second bullet point is or that second to the last bullet point is talking about it simplifies your trade planning um relative to where your tent is and and uh your charting and your analysis and it's really scalable you know both up and down in terms of your entry in terms of during the campaign um, and that adds a lot of nice flexibility because not all trades have that capability. The other thing from a tu uh, student perspective that I really took away is for me, it's the found it's become the foundational trade to becoming a master trader or using discretion and adding your charting and your uh, skew analysis. Um, you know, this trade by itself without even adding charting is great for 80% of market conditions, give or take, right? Then when Absolutely. you add a little bit of that discretion, it's just so much easier to do. Like for instance, you can't, you know, you can't use a bull trade, a directional trade in a downtrending market, a directional uh, to the upside. I mean, that just kind of, it's self-evident, but a lot of people kind of sometimes miss the whole point of, of 
uh, understanding which trades can handle uh, what type of market conditions. And this one's just kind of a there's a lot of misunderstanding. Yeah, there's a lot of yeah. misunderstanding between that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, you know, let's say that you're, for example, let's say you're doing a subjective trade and things just don't really work out. The foundation of this trade has so many built-in protections that it makes it, the bigger point I'm making here is it, it, this makes the jump from a guidelines trader, subjective trader, much easier, a smoother process rather than trying to use some complex trade. Um, uh, so that makes that, that makes that process so much easier. Mm-hmm. And it, it gives you the ability to recognize the trade-offs that you're always going to run across. You know, every time you make an adjustment, there's no free lunch. There's always some trade-off that you're going to have. For instance, in this particular trade, when you make an upside adjustment, that does expose, expose downside risk. But we've obviously accounted for that, but those are the understandings you have to make. You're not just rolling the upper long down to create no risk to the upside for free. Um, and then that obviously leads to this uh, next bullet point is understanding how those adjustments are going to impact the trade in changing market environments or the given market. And I'll go through some examples of how we can interpret that and use that to our advantage. And the program really goes into how to properly uh, interpret our back testing. And again, I've said, I always say this, you know, we're not back testing to see if it has positive expectancy. John showed you the equity curve. We know it wins. That's not why you back test. You back test for lots and lots of reasons. First and foremost, you want to know what's the weakness of the trade? When does it fail? Right. And get that feedback of when this trade gets in trouble. Uh, when does it do really well? What are its key performance metrics, so on and so forth? So you get a nice deep dive in the program around that. Um, and the third big takeaway I had when I was learning this strategy was the flexibility. Um, you can add upside risk to this trade. For instance, if the market's really run away from the tent, from the main structure, and it's coming into some resistance, you can add upside risk, a bear call. A vertical, for instance, and now you've established a really wide profit zone uh, from the original tent up to that resistance point that you can then play with. Um, you can convert this strategy into a more aggressive positive delta, which it pairs really well with our V32 strategy, which is similar to this. It's a, it starts out with lower duration, but it's a more positive delta postured trade. Then you can also pair this with the bearish butterfly. And I have a specific example on this, so I won't spend too much time on it. But the point is, is you can start out this trade as a foundation and then morph and convert it into to some of our other strategies, depending on how you're reading the market. You can also use this strategy by itself, especially from a rules-based standpoint, just from timing your market entry. I have another example that uh, We'll speak to this as well. So you don't have to go off the rails where your subjectivity can be simply having a good entry at the bottom of a market or bottom of a range or where you see a reversal Uh, for this trade. You want that reversal to be the to the upside. It's bullish bias trades. John's been talking about. And so that can be quite powerful Um, and a very typical, very common complement or adjustment tactic to this trade is adding calendars to the upside. Um, This strategy or that tactic, excuse me, will really 
widen out your profit potential, your your uh, tent, as it were. And we have a uh, program that specifically talks about this, uh, how to best utilize calendar spreads and enriching session that we can you can find on the website. But there's lots and lots of examples that you can see how we use the calendar strategy as an upside adjustment. Does that make sense, John? Sounds great. Absolutely. Okay. I'm gonna try to speed up so we can get to some really fun examples. I got two subjective trade examples. So stage four, diversifying your trades. Um, in this stage is where you want, at this point, you've hopefully got at least more than one strategy. You should have probably four or five in stage one uh, in our program. You're given four strategies, just being part of our membership. And then assuming that you've got the M34U, that's plenty of strategies, trade strategies to start using them in a subjective manner and, and using them such a way that they complement each other. And that's what we're gonna, we do in stage four. And then stage five, trading with the pros, which is uh, effectively a webinar that John and I do every, twice a month. And we talk about how we're doing our live trading subjectively. And it's largely around picking and choosing different strategies, morphing them together, together, converting from one to the other, however we see in a given market. And this is really the soup to nuts of how we apply technical and apply volatility analysis to put ourselves in optimal balance of probability and risk. Because at the end of the day, that's how you make your best decisions. The probabilities and risk reward uh, and following our process. And we'll let the outcomes come as they may. But before Absolutely. you can become this subjective trader, you've got to demonstrate trader discipline, trading by the rules first. And that gives us our trader integrity. And the reason I say that is because, and I'm, I was guilty of this, people want to learn strategies, get the recipe, and boom, start trading it subjectively day one, double size. If you want to blow out your account, then that's exactly the path that you should take. <laughs> And you'll never probably, you know, the odds of you being successful as a trader are almost none. So that's also part of why we really emphasize following the success blueprint. Learn the recipe and the rule instructions first so that you get to know the trade, the trade's personality, how it reacts at different markets. You're going to know that through live trading and through back testing. And then we want to overlay and add our subjective, our subjectivity. Um, you got to yeah. understand the trade-offs. Yeah, you have a comment? Yeah, I was just saying, I mean, most people, when they look at trading, right, they, and they're doing back testing or they're live trading, they're, they're doing it for the purpose of making it win all the time or to filter yeah. out losses or, or, or P&L focused rather than understanding focused. And really, you need to, where you need to go if you're going to advance in trading is you need to do this stuff from... A, uh, for, with a focus of learning and understanding of the trade and the vulnerabilities, not trying to filter out past losses, right? Because you know, that doesn't do you any good, right? Going forward. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And through that back testing, like I, we mentioned before, and hopefully having a bit of live experience and small size when you first start start out, you'll understand the trade offs of each adjustment tactic and how skew is impacting the trade. Um, and in a big example I always use with students is you can look at 2021 or even in the market that we're in now, which is from a SKU standpoint, very similar. 
versus 2017. There's you talk about night and day, completely different worlds from the way we trade. You know, you put on a trade, model up a trade 56 days out in 2017 versus any month uh, this year, and you're going to have a completely different delta. Uh, completely different price for symmetrical butterflies. And you got to recognize that if you're going to be a subjective trader, you know, know what your market context is. Um, you got expensive butterflies versus less expensive butterflies, which is reflected by skew. And not to go into a skew lesson, but those are the kinds of things you want to know when you get to these stages. So what do we mean by trade the strategy subjectively or using some discretion is, you know, we're going to trade our market expectations as it relates to technical analysis. We are not, when we use technical analysis or charting, we are not being clairvoyant. We are not making predictions. People still confuse this to this day. That is not what you're doing. You're identifying patterns in the market that have a higher probability than 50% of being successful. And so when we when we make a determination of what we see in the market, we have an expectation. When that expectation is not met, that gives us actionable information as well. Um, I sound like I'm harping on this, but I want to drive that point home for, for our viewers today or those watching the recording. Please understand that technical analysis is not some something where we're trying to you know, forecast the weather or make a prediction that you're, you're, you're going to get frustrated if that's the way you always look at it. It's just, it's a tool to help us identify patterns with edge. Right. I mean, trading is about gaining edge, gaining edge, gaining edge. And, yeah. and you can, in technical analysis, it's greater than 50%, you're gaining an edge. So right. and, you might as well use it to your favor. Right. And when those expectations aren't met, you know, let's just say that you see a pattern or something that's telling you that the market should go up and it should uh, go to this area. And then it doesn't, I can still create edge out of that because when it doesn't do what I expect and my technical analysis is fairly good, which is not hard to do, then I can go the other way and I've still got edge. So just because you're wrong on your initial analysis doesn't mean you can't make money. So that's how we align ourselves with the given market, right? So in this given market, I would be completely out of alignment if I'm doing Super Bowls at the top of every bounce, right? At the mm -hmm. bottom of, of uh, a strong down move, I would be in alignment. I know that sounds really simple, but a lot of people, for instance, will be just put on completely like iron condors. Like you'd be nuts to put on an iron condor in this environment. You're going to get out of blown out on both sides. You're not in alignment with the market and you're certainly not in alignment with the implied volatility and the skew because you would, from that information, you know that that is not a good fit uh, right. for this environment. Unless you're lugging in and you're and you're using your analysis to get into one side. Yeah. yeah. At the right if time being, and, and the other side at the right time and in and out at the right way. Yeah. That's, if you're being subjective with it and using timing it, you can certainly make that work. It's good. Good point. Good example. And as John was talking about earlier, you know, not all strategies are going to perform well in all environments. So using subjectivity can help us uh, overcome that. And ultimately, we're trying to strive to optimize the, op the market opportunity that we see, being patient, not just sticking stick trades in the market just because we've got cash to deploy. I've never understood that. There were so many traders early on that would always say stuff like that. I'm like, what? Does it doesn't even make sense. Like, I've 
haven't had a trade on for a while, so it's time to put one in. I'm like, you talk about just roll the dice. Yeah. <laughs> what do you, why, why not? Good now. Let's, let's yeah. Hey, we, we got to win. I got to deploy some capital and we'll put it in the market. And, you know, that kind of worked for a while, but it was kind of dumb luck. But, you know, we want to be smarter than that. So I got two examples, John. I got one in February this year entry and then June this year entry. So let's look at the February one, quick kind of trade plan. Let's get some market context, talk about how we'll use the M34U and trade it subjectively. So this uh, part of the chart here is 2021. And if people have been paying attention to the market, 2021 and the Russell was a huge wide chop base pattern, okay? Then we made an attempt to break out of that pattern last almost exactly a year ago and it failed, which gives us the expectation we're gonna come back down to the bottom of this channel, this large base, which we did, bounced it, bounced it, finally gave way. So we come down here, and at this point, you should be having a bearish posture or, uh, or at the minimum, a new range forming below this channel, which it looks like after you've come down and you've made this, uh, you've wicked this low, you've bounced up into some moving average, you come back down, you put in a double bottom, you could make the case, hey, maybe we're setting in a new range, it certainly is what the market was doing now, maybe it wants to set one down lower, or is this a bear flag? In any case, what I want to do is, is looks, does it look like the market wants to go down at this point? So kind of explain what the context is. The thesis of what I want to do with this trade is to say, if the market forms a new range, then the M34U is great. It does really good in choppy markets, and even if they're wide ranges. And as a subjective trader, I might loosen my deltas, give the trade a little bit of ability to breathe and take advantage of that. What, if I'm really being specific, which I am in this trade with my technical analysis, the market should come back test this, this range and then roll back over. So I'm accounting for both possibilities. So the market forms a new range. I'll play it more or less by the guidelines. If, if it closes back into this wick area, so this, where this area here is my entry date, the market comes back down in here. The odds are it's probably gonna be pretty aggressive move. So I wanna be out. So if I'm anywhere, close, market closes down anywhere in this range, I wanna be out of the trade. And if the market does back test the, the bottom of the prior range, which is here, then I want to um, take advantage of that. and. I want to always be in a position where I lose small and win big. I know that sounds kind of obvious, but most people don't think that way, or they don't at least consciously think of it that way. So most people don't over. trade that way. They put themselves in a position where they can lose big and they're going to win small and yeah. uh, they hope they win a lot. Right. So yeah. Get away from that. That's not a long, good long-term solution for your trading. Yeah, exactly. So given the context that I've laid out, I want to have a decent amount of time in this trade. So it's and actually, um, this is a little bit different than what how a lot of people have traded this SKU environment with people that are familiar with they're trading more short term stuff, which is great. That works. Um, the standard entry of this trade is 56 days, but I wanted to add a little bit more time. So it gives me, it will soften the trade, so to speak. And it'll also give me a lot more optionality as the campaign unfolds in terms of how I want to play what's happening in the market. 
whether I want to hybrid into another strategy or convert into another strategy, which I'm going to show you, it's going to be part of the butterfly. So I want to have the time to do that. So one of the uh, difficult things uh, that can happen is the market, and, and it's going to happen. It could be frustrating. Everything unfolds just as exactly as you planned or close enough to it, and you run out of time in the trade. So I want to avoid that. Um, so here we've entered this trade. It's got $13,000 in the trade. Um, I do enter it with a little bit of positive delta because, as I said, I expect a little bit of bounce. And if the market just wants to chop around, say, in this zone here, I can make some money. Not a lot, but I make something. So that's the way that trade sets up. And, John, I think I'm gonna just going to go to the next adjustment. Yeah, I just jump adjustments because we, we, we yeah. want to save more time. Yeah. So, and I'll show you what's happened in the chart. Let me undo this. So we're going along in the trade. Option view is kind of nice because it notates where we started in the trade. So we entered here and the trade came up. It did come back down and kind of test my area. Remember, I was going to exit if we closed down here. It did get pretty close, but it didn't do it. And then we start going up. We did have a, uh, a bit of a breakout here. And it looks like it's going to go head up and test that channel. So it looks like at this point, well, it is doing what? Uh, right. You have your longer term resistance from your previous channel. Yeah. And then, and yeah, then you have. Yeah. So it's, it's you know, my, my first uh, thesis was if it chops around in a range, I'll sort of make some money. I'll play it by the guidelines here. But now it looks like it's wanting to do my other thesis, which is to go back, test that channel. And it, my idea there is, is if it backsets this channel, I expect the market to roll over. Mar expect the market to roll over. I don't want to be in this posture. I want to be in negative deltas. So to take advantage of that, I'm going to flip into a bearish butterfly, which in this case, we've got um, bearish butterfly two thirds entered. Now, if you'll notice, I still don't have a whole ton of risk in the trade. It's not even max loss. And you're well uh, behind the market too, because you have uh, yeah. you have your expectations due to the size of the channel that you're dealing with, right? Right, so, right. Yeah. So, so people just see this again. I was in this posture, and now I'm flipping into this posture. Now, at this point, let me go back to my slide. I want to show you now. When we go back test this, if the market closes. Um, materially, however you want to look at it, the market always makes things, it's never just perfectly on the on the dot. Back into this range, I'll just be out of the trade, okay? And in if that were to happen, let's say they would close up in there, I'd still probably make a little bit of money. I could probably still do something with it, but at this point, I don't really want to fight the trade. It's outside the thesis of what I had laid out. I'll just take the money, reset, and reformulate a new trade. I'm not going to like Go back to I could go back to M34 U and do all sorts of things, but at this stage, I'm 33 days into the trade. I got, you know, I'm halfway through it. So I'll still still make some money. So again, this isn't even lose small win big. This is win small win big scenario I've put myself in. That's the kind of situation you want to be in. And if the market drops, you've got quite a bit of opportunity. So let's go to the next adjustment. And if you have any comments, John, just jump in. Yeah, I mean, I, I really like that setup. And we saw you do this with a standard butterfly 
uh, just recently in the pro membership. Where you, yeah, you, you yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's kind of a bet like that. It's the same yeah. type of thing. And yeah, also, and, too, you could be more moderate with that as well. That adjustment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's all there's all sorts of gradations in between. So let's just check in with our charting. Here was the bottom of the prior channel, that long-term channel. We kissed it, right? Mm -hmm. Looked like we might try to close back in the channel. Like I said, I would have exited the trade had it done that. And then it's rolling over, right? It's doing what I want it to do. Now it's more a matter of managing the open position profit because um, I got significant gains. I'm not getting married to the profit, but I want to manage it. That's, that, there's a risk associated with it, not risk of loss or risk of giving back too much. But what was your initial entry size? Just want to point something out. What was your initial entry uh, size? 10 lots and I had uh, 13,600 13, of risk. All right, so total risk in the position. Everything went bad and the market went to zero in one day, risking $13,000. Um, and if you start with that, you, with uh, a 10 lot, you're probably an exit loss trigger or what? Um, 5,000 bucks? Yeah, no. max. Probably start thinking about exiting at 2,500. Now, okay, so, let's, so, let's, so, let's go right. back so to- So $2,500 realistic risk in the position. So keeping that oh, in mind. Go I want to go back to that. You made a good point that I forgot to mention. I think it's critical and won't take too much time. I, will, I want to drive home the uh, loose- The dynamics small. here. Right, yeah. Dynamics. So, so when I put this trade on, let's go back to slide deck. Okay. I put this trade on here, blue arrow. If we close back into this region, I'm gone. So let's call it 1925, 1900. Let's see what that, let's, I meant to do this. Thanks for reminding me, John. Approximate yeah. a loss. If we go to 1900, I'm going to lose 1500 bucks. Let's say it, you know, I couldn't yeah, get out to later. It might be a little more than that, two but around grand? 1500 two grand. Yeah, right. Two grand? Maximum, probably. That's yeah. not even max loss. No. So see, if I'm wrong, I'm losing very little. If I'm right, I'm winning huge. It, mm -hmm. it, it takes time to get to this point. It takes time to develop that skill. But once you are, have the ability to marry these strategies up and do the right analysis, you can put yourselves in huge asymmetrical situations. Um, right. And then when you convert it, mm -hmm. if you kept going, you get out at a small gain. And even that small gain on a $2,500 risk is going to be very big. Right. Right. It's going to be a good return. Right. But and you, yeah. And notice I wasn't going to. Right. right. I, I was just going to say, notice that entry. I wasn't going to fight the trade had we continued lower. Because that, that would have been against my expectations of what was going to happen. Now, I could reformulate a plan and re-enter into something else. But. I'm not going to fight the trade. And, um, you know, I'm guilty as charged. I used to do that in the past. Right. It's like, I don't want to be in this trade anymore because this is not matching my expectations. Yeah. Let me, I have right. new expectations now. Let's formulate right. a new plan. Let's get on. Right. Let's take some time to formulate that plan, not exit, flip in. Okay. Now I'm just putting bear calls on and writing this down. I mean, yeah. Profit maybe, and maybe loss not. is irrelevant at that point, right? It's right. Just, it's, it's what's best, not what's, what's my yeah. profit. Let's just right. develop a new plan, take that new yeah. market-generated information and take advantage of it. Now, the market has come down here and I've, you know, I'm in a good spot. I got nice profits. And so now I need to start making the decision. You know, the risk is, is that we have a rip higher and I don't want to give back all these gains. Um, I am down to 11 DTE. And so, excuse me, what I want to do here is, is cut back on some of that delta. So if you'll see, I rolled these down. 
which is an M34U tactic, by the way, and right. kind of in that sort of posture, right? So I'm kind of in a double, if you will. Uh, you can uh, almost treat this as an M3.4U. Right. You have exactly. different strikes at different levels, but the concepts are all the same. Right. right? So, so see how you I'm need yeah. to focus on concepts. Yeah. Right. I'm using M34U concepts. I'm using bearish butterfly concepts. I'm not really in one or the other and playing it by rules. I'm playing the chart, but I'm using the concepts together. So I cut that delta in half from about negative 70 to negative 30. Uh, and again, the purpose is, is I, you know, I'm cognizant of, you know, I've got some massive gains, don't want to give them away. I don't have a profit target, but it's, you know, with only 11 days left, this is not the time to be cowboy. It's time to be, uh, start managing that risk. Now, the plan is, is if we get down and test this lower part of the zone or the, uh, excuse me, this uh, range here, I want to be starting to look to get out of this trade. Let me go. Actually, it's just three days later. So. Generally, you're expecting, but it doesn't happen, right? You were wrong. But that's oh, you happen. cut out a little bit there. What'd you say? But yeah, I mean, basically, you're expecting it to bounce down at that level. But if right. it doesn't, you get it up. You don't stay Thank in. Thank you. And hope, yeah. You know exactly. Yeah. And if it bounces, no bueno. I do not want to be given back these gains. Now, again, I'm not married to the gains, but I'm cognizant of the fact that there's a ton of curvature, ton of ton of gamma late in the trade. So I'm just going to click through a couple of days here so you can see. So um, we did get we did get this move that I was a little bit uh, concerned about, right? Mm -hmm. So at this point, we're kind of making a new swing high. If we get up in here and start getting back into this range, I want to get get out of the trade. I don't want to fight it. Maybe maybe the trade is putting you know bounce putting in a higher low. I want to be cognizant. Right. Maybe it's not going to come test my area. I. What I'm doing is, is this, every level, we back tested here, the prior channel, I'm out here and, and I'm resetting that. I'm bringing this, it's like moving your stop. You know, when, you, when mm -hmm. you're trading futures or, or uh, stocks, you know, you bump your stop as the trade goes your way. Here, I've bumped my stop to here. The market goes here. You know, if the market falls over, then my stop is going to be here. It's just mm -hmm. the same kind of a concept. So, and I'm adjusting, you know, I'm managing that with using the Delta. And let's go to the next day. Okay, now the market is still in this range. So I'm pretty close to wanting to stop out. We pop back into this range. I want to be out. See what happens the next day. Okay, the market reverses back exactly uh, as per plan. In other words, it's tracing the pattern that I, my, my expectations. And at this point, I'm going to add back some of that negative delta. Not all of it, half of it. I moved five of these up. So now I've went from negative 60 delta to 80. You can argue whether or not that was worth it. Uh, you're not always going to make the most perfect decisions. But it looks like the market wants to roll back over, right? It's unlikely to just test this and stay. Uh, and again, right. I want this thing to come on down. So. The odds are that's what's going to happen. I'm going to play with that. Now, if the market were to reverse the next day, then I'd probably be gone. Again, sort of bumping my stop down. Right. And I like the general three strikes in your out rule, too. If you yeah. start getting shot back and forth, you know what? Right. Let's just, let's just leave. You know, we know right. we're in too, right. too, too, too so we So we've added some of this back. You know, if I get a move to here, I certainly want to be back out of the trade. I don't want to go back over to this side. We've gone too far. I'm in eight days. Uh, you know, the gamma's becoming an issue. Not in, not in a negative context, but something I need to be aware of. 
So let's go to the next adjustment. Oh, I gotta hit the, um, now this is, uh, I'm seven days. Let's look at the chart. We've come down in here, boom. We've tested effectively the bottom of this new range. That's what I wanted to happen. Um, and I'm out of the trade. Simple as that. We retested yeah. the, the lows well, of the, the bottom, zone. Bo bottom of the okay. range is, is a high probability area of a big move. Whether right. the market goes up or down is a high probability. Right. right. And, so, and you're in a narrow position close to expiration. Right. And I want to make some other comments as to why it's a good day to get out. I've only got seven days left. I'm at the top of the hill. If you think of this T plus zero line as a hill, I'm at the top of the hill. We have a rule of thumb that that's always a wise place to exit because there's only two things that can happen tomorrow, or there's three things, you know, you can go up, down or sideways, but the odds are they're gonna move pretty aggressively in this, especially in this kind of a market. Uh, I got a nice value pop, um, it's time to go. Don't play around because if the market continues through this, it's gonna accelerate. This is support. Right. The market's not gonna just break support and then our yeah. market expectations, odds are it's not gonna just kind of slowly break through this. It's probably gonna accelerate. It might, and but, I don't, but it, it might. But probably not. Yeah, probably. We're gonna play the probabilities. It's gonna be aggressive. Exactly. So let's take our money and, and go to the house. It's been a, it's been a nice campaign. Right. And, and the, the other thing too is, you know, uh, we have a comment in the chat, right? Says I have a hard time getting out at mid prices. That's because usually when people exit a trade, they're trying to get out. They're trying to panic out of a trade. Right. When 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 the market's really moving. Mm -hmm. uh, well, first of all, mid prices are a fallacy, and you know, as you get into this type of trading, you'll do that. Second of all, mid prices don't really give a crap with this because we're making so much money, it doesn't matter. And uh, you know, third of all, you're going to get much better pricing on your positions if you get out of them at the peak of the T plus zero line on a relatively flat day when it's, it's advantageous to execute things rather than when um, when you're trying to panic out. If you're trying to panic out, you're, you're never going to get good pricing. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's just you have to just keep that in mind, which is, you know, a lot of the times we talk about making the decision to exit, making the decision to enter, making the decision to adjust and then waiting for the opportunity to do so effect effectively. If you do that, you're going to get much better execution. Yeah, exactly. So let me go to the next. So that's that trade. I hope that makes sense. And oh, by the way, Absolutely. The market did just flush through this support area, and and you can go look at a, um, a chart that shows it. But, but even if you're caught up in that, you could still get out of it at a very good profit. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. But we, it's it's nice to see when your expectations are are being met, and when, again, when they're not met, that's still good quality actionable information. So let me do another trade for you, a little bit um, more recent. So. What we have here is the market's been coming down. Uh, we set those lows in May. Then we close below those lows, which would suggest that we're going lower, right? We've closed mm -hmm. below these lows as a daily chart, Russell still. We've recaptured the prior low. For me, that's very, very actionable. We talked about this yesterday, in fact, John. Yeah. Um, strategy when we recapture a prior low that's been especially if it's had multiple days at least one day but multiple days close below it the odds of an aggressive bounce are really high i want to play that this is a setup that I, I i'm aware of i've seen especially after this just incredible like i don't remember three days four days 
gap down, gap down, puke, puke, puke. And now all of a sudden you've recaptured a low. You're going to mm, take all this back. Bullish, yeah. It can be pretty bullish. I want to take advantage of that. So how I want to do that is I want to have some aggressive long deltas uh, on, the, on the breach of the parlor and the recapture, which is what happened in this uh, light blue or cyan arrow is my entry day. And my stop is going to be below the low of that signal bar. That's a signal bar for me. My stop is here. My stop is not here. Uh, I don't need that. I'm wrong if the market closes back, certainly below the right. low. You shouldn't. Re yeah, you shouldn't revisit that low. Shouldn't again. revisit, and I can define my risk by specific. You know, it might try to fake me out and have a little close here, and then go. So I can have my stop just underneath this candle's low and I'm gone. Again, go back to the same thesis, loose, small and fast, win big. That's what, that's what we want to try to do. It doesn't always happen. Uh, I want to use longer duration. So again, it adds more flexibility with what I can do with the trade. Because we are now in a downtrend, I would like the ability to not only play an aggressive bounce, and there's lots of simple ways you could trade that, right? Super Bowls. Uh, the 63 bull or the Hammett BWB, which you talk about, John. But mm -hmm. how about we play not only the bounce, but a possible rejection and rollover? I mean, that's the pattern. So let's add some duration and see if we can possibly trade bo both. Um, this is a little bit more advanced because you're you're actually trading two directions in the same campaign. So the thesis is strong bounce, loose, small, if wrong, went fast, too big if it works. Okay. We got that. So let's go to, does that make sense? That makes setup, perfect the context sense. Yeah. We're going to play. So Absolutely. if we do get, let me just kind of finish this off. We do get the, the bounce and certainly we expect it to go here and it does, but we really expect it to challenge this prior swing high. And if it takes that out, you know, maybe it just kind of setting what my thoughts are to come get into back into this range. This orange line is the 200 day moving average. Um, so you've got good targets and areas of expectation of where the market could go in terms of destinations. And I want to play off that. Uh, okay. So let's go to that trade. Yeah. And, you know, we want to talk about too, when we trade this way, sometimes we take a lot of small wins, sometimes some break even, sometimes some small losses, but I mean, mm -hmm. think about if you can start pulling 150% wins, you can, it's not yeah. so bad to take a couple small losses after that. So, you know, getting away from winning all the time to winning big and losing small is right. um, most of it. And it, it really levels things out for you and stops those drawdowns. Exactly. So as I stated, I want to have very aggressive uh, positive deltas. But again, if the market, let's go back to where my stop out was. That's my signal bar. That low of that bar is 1680. Kind of get an estimate. What is my risk versus my reward? What, can, what am I going to lose if it goes down to six, breaches 1680? So, you know, maybe 1675, $1,400. let us say it blows through it and, you know, we have a gap down. You know, 1660, I'm still only down two grand. I mean, that's not even max loss on standard rules. So I'm risking. Right. And, and, I, and by the way, IV mm -hmm. doesn't affect you back there. So it's a way of knowing how to position. Whereas yeah. if you put a butterfly behind the market, you're very, you're very yeah. Good point. Um, sensitive to a very big move and an implied volatility yeah. increase. Position right. this way, implied volatility increases don't really hurt you. Sometimes they're beneficial. So. Right. 
No. Got got one in the money, got one uh, at the money, one just barely out of the money. I beat, you're in an advantageous part of the skew smile there. It's a good point. So a little bit different. You know, we normally would set this up behind the market like John did in the rule space. But I got the, and the, the deltas aren't, I mean, really not that aggressive. It's almost two times normal, but. Right. But you are taking not, advantage of, a, of a implied volatility decrease if you're right because you're going yes. right up into the meat where implied volatility makes a big difference if, exactly. if the market goes up. So you have, exactly. you're, you're taking your edge, 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 edge. Is right. Piling up, right? Right. So, yeah. So if I do nothing to the trade, I got five, I can, I ought to be making five grand, right? That's mm -hmm. expressed here. So that's nice. So just the whole structure is good. I should, I'm going to lose small if I'm wrong and I'm out really quick, you know, that's the other thing that I, that's subjective trading to do. So if, I, if I'm wrong in a trade, I want to know fast so I can move on. Right. And Nobody if you lose fast, you're not blowing your whole monthly load in one trade. And have right. To wait a month. You're, you're just yeah, taking I, a small I, loss and moving on. Right. Reformulate and move on. Goes yeah. my way. Then I want to take advantage of the extra time uh, that I have in the trade to play around with. So let's move to the first adjustment. We'll do it just like the last one. This one's 57 days. Uh, like I talked about, I want to have a little bit of time to try to play both the rip higher in a potential rollback over. Whoops. Um, okay. I got to unclick this. This is adjustment. So the market has, what has it done since we talked about the trade? So we entered here. Markets kind of went a little choppy with this. That's fine. And then it did take out this area and it looks like it wants to go do the bounce that we were hoping it would do. Mm -hmm. So let's see what we did on this day, 27th. Yeah, so it's breaking out again. So I wanna take advantage, like I said, for me, that setup of a recapture of a major low is powerful in the sense that I don't expect a little piddly bounce. I expect multi-day, multi-week bounces. Why do I have that expectation? Because I've studied the pattern. I know the odds of it. I know the extent of how the market and the extent and breadth of what to expect with the bounce. It's about as aggressive uh, a pattern bounce as you're going to get. So I want to take advantage of that until proven wrong. So let's add mm -hmm. some positive deltas right here. I'm flat delta. Markets run. Remember, right. the market went from the back of the tent all the way up to here. Right. Standard 3.4 you, you rules you could use for that. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Give you a guideline. So I rolled down half of the upper longs, add a little bit of positive delta, not crazy, added $1,500 of more upside um, profit potential. And I'm mindful of what's happening back here, but I'm also mindful, know that the pattern, the odds of this coming back and ripping in uh, back into the tent are so low. Also, I probably want to add too, you probably have some sort of technical level there where that's going to tell you that you're getting into a reversal and you'll lose some of your profits. Sure. If yeah. It goes wrong, but it's still going to be a good trade. Yeah. Certainly if it, it starts to penetrate back through this line, then I'm going to yeah. have some concerns that, okay, maybe this up move doesn't have the legs that I thought it would. Yeah. I've got a plan. I mean, basically what John is saying is you have a plan for what you expect and you also have a plan for if you're wrong. Or right. If it, doesn't it goes your way. Fantastic. If it doesn't, you take your profits, you move on, but yeah, exactly. Chances are you're going to get out of this with more money than you risked initially going in. Right. So, yeah. 
So here we could go to the next adjustment. The market is doing, it's continuing to break out. It's going to go, looks like it wants to challenge this cluster swing high. Um, and at this point, I want to take advantage of the fact that the market's really gone up and be cognizant of, okay, you know, while the market is going your way, it also means the odds are increasing that it's going to not continue to go straight up to the moon. I mean, it's kind of common sense, but we it's easy to lose sight of that. And look what I can do to this trade to take out some risk in case the market does reverse. For 40 cents, I can roll this lower long up and take all, I believe I take all the risk out. Let's see. Look at that. Yeah. Went from yeah. eight, no, it wasn't all the risk. I think later on I do. I went from $18,000 of actual risk, which is down here. You can see it here in the margin. And I cut it to eight just by rolling this up for 40 cents. Right. And, and you know what? I would expect a negative reaction off that swing high. I don't think we got it in this case, but I would expect that. Yeah. And so, so that's what I'm planning. Yeah. I'm playing for that, right? So it's like you don't get giddy that everything's working in your favor. You're also playing defense while things are uh, playing a form of defense while things are going your way. Right. I know there's a little. Okay, so let me go to, oh, that's on the fifth. Okay, so we did reduce some risk into the swing highs cluster zone. So let's go to the fifth. And I believe we do the same tactic as the market's moving our way. So let's look at, yeah, yeah see so the market. The, the market's getting continually overextended here, right? It's yeah. getting overextended. So what I wanna do while it's going my way, now it's getting really overextended, like John said, and I could do the same maneuver for almost nothing. For 15 cents, I can roll those lower longs up. I got nine grand of risk. I roll the lower longs up. I got no risk. Right. I mean, you put, talk you about put yourself in a continue, yeah, continually bearish situation here. Right. Yeah. yeah. I got no risk. I mean, that's kind of nirvana with his campaign style of trading. Like you, you don't, I win to the both sides of the trade. Now I'm in the driver's seat. It gives me a lot of optionality. Um, but you're taking on actually losing risk for only a very short period of time. And then yeah. once you're, once you're, once you, once you got it captured, you're good to go. Yeah. So let's go to the next adjustment. And like we said before, I do want to try to play for as the market comes up into a moving average in prior zones for a possible rollover. What can I do to, uh, To take advantage of it. Now you get the severe overextension. Anything, I'll tell you what I'd be thinking is mm -hmm. bare verticals at this point. Bare verticals. Right? Yeah. The market is, is getting so overextended. You can go way out of the money with bare verticals and you can put on a, a level that's almost impossible to hit. Yeah. You might good do something like that, right? Do something like that, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, now I might do it at a higher level, but yeah. Yeah. Exactly. We are oh, oh, you're, you're close to time. expiration, but I would probably put yeah. it at a further from expiration and get it at a higher yeah. level. Yeah. And yeah. Watch that. So yeah. many things you can do at this point. I mean, it really opens up your set of options you could do with the trade. So let's go to the next adjustment. There is no next adjustment because let's see, was that the, no? Why is it telling me that? Let's do this. That. Let me let me manually try to do it. I know I'm on the. Whoops. I was on the other trade. 
that happens with the trade that I was demonstrating earlier. Let me flip it back yeah, to okay. the other trade. Yeah, here we okay. are. So let me reset this. Sorry, guys. So the market's running away. We've, it, I can't really make anything more to the upside. I've tried, I've taken out risk out of the trade. Same thing. Take the risk yeah. out of the trade. Same okay. idea. Yeah. Now let's go to, to the next adjustment. Okay. So at this point, I got nice gains. I'm running out of time in the trade. There's only five days, but look at this profit potential I have if the market does decide to back off. I've got no risk in the trade to the downside. So I've got a lot of things I can do. I, I mean, kind of, like I said, I'm in win-win. So how can we kind of play this, right? So there's a major breakdown candle in the market. So we hit the moving average. We hit the prior cluster. We look like we're, we're rolling over and then we have a bounce. But this right. candle right, ha right here is a breakdown candle. Pretty huge move, 3%, 2.5 standard deviation move. I mean, high odds we're going to continue down, which this is positioned really well for it. Notice that I didn't, I was playing for that. I was playing for that possibility. I didn't get so crazy with con continually trying to lock uh, in profit, trying to lock in right, profit. And raise this. Maximize. maximize. Yeah, the more I raise not... this, the more risk I create down here. So I wasn't crazy with that. I had a significant gain up here I was happy with. So I did, and I wanted to be cognizant, like we've been talking about, of the reversal. Once you get that overextended, what's the odds become higher and higher that you're going to get the market to back off. Um, so with only five days left in this beautiful looking posture, I don't want to miss out, like I talked about earlier, of this actually coming back in the tent and kind of have the really outsized gain. So why don't we add a little time to the trade? Mm -hmm. Right. So I you're running out of time. That's your problem. Yeah, you're running yeah. out of time. Take yeah. the five DTE trade, same strikes, roll it out to 21. So we add about two weeks to the trade. Now, right. I don't have that like gigantic curvature, but I still I'm in the game and I can still play this. I can still make higher gains. Like the like the um, trade, don't like the time frame. So yeah, yeah, exactly. So long. Let me just click through day by day, and then we'll get to the end of this trade. I just want to demonstrate how this kind of works out, and the best played plans don't always um, work exactly, but you want to put yourself in a position to win. So market's coming down. It's doing what I want. There's nothing really to do. I don't have any downside risk. Right. So the market, it had that big breakdown candle. It's coming down. My expectation could be, you know, a 50% retracement from this low to this high. It could be, uh, you know, a test of this low, which would be my next immediate expectation. So another 50 points down was 1800. Ultimately, I'm thinking it's going to come down to the 1770 zone. So if we time this just right, this T plus zero line could pop any, Anything less than 1770, I probably want to be out of I want to be out of this trade. So I'm kind of wanting the my expectation is for the market to come down in this zone. And I'm bumping it. I don't really need to bump down my stop, but I can. Uh, if I we get a hard reversal and just be out of the trade. Although at this point it's probably going to be, you know, roughly what the upside gain is. So right. let's go just a couple more days here. Market's coming down getting some gains, starting to get that gamma. 
the market goes up at this point anywhere, I probably want to be gone. It's not gaining huge, but I'm getting something down to 10 days. And at this point, got the bounce. I get a I get a reversal. I get a, a bounce at an area I expected. I've only got nine days left. I don't want to. I don't want to mess around. So, did I gain a whole lot more from where I was trying to play the downside? Not really, but I was. I put myself in a position to win big. Didn't happen this time. Right. Nice. Nice gain, no doubt. But, you know, at this point, I don't want to roll this back at time and keep playing it. Um, I gave I gave it the shot time to move, time to take the gains and move on and 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 uh, reassess and formulate a new plan. So that's what I have for you, John. That's the way we trade these two, uh, this trade subjectively to try to get those excess gains. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, thank you. Uh, What I want to do is I want to answer a few questions for you guys and. Again, M3.4U program, we're having the special sale on it. To get to it, you just go to the, uh, go into the membership. If you're a part of the community, look for your Go discounts or your Pro discounts. If Again, if you're paying, if you're a basic member or a non-member, a non-member you want to join basic membership, you can go to our standard site, which is lockinyoursuccess.com. Go to trading courses, trading strategy courses, and uh, M3.4U, and you can access it there as well. Again, sale is until October 17th. Uh, great discounts. Encourage you to, uh, if you're in that level of trading, this is going to be helpful for you. I encourage you to go ahead and do that. So let's just look back at some questions that we had coming in, and we'll wrap this thing up. So, in the chat. I'm going to go backwards here, Alan, because Alan asked, why wouldn't you just start out with a bearish butterfly and then add and manage like an M3.4 you? That's something that you certainly could do. So there are many, many different ways to make money in the marketplace and many, many different ways where you can adapt this strategy depending on your personal preference and the types of things that you uh, like to do. Uh, as a trader, right? So a personal style and so forth. As a matter of fact, Stephen has his ways. I have my my ways. They're actually quite different, but they all utilize M3.4U concepts and techniques. And uh, you know, we just do them in different ways and we're both extremely successful. So there's many ways you can do that. So yeah, if you have a uh, start off with a bearish bias, you can do a bearish butterfly. Of course, I would do that with a limited upside. In other words, I can enter it in bearish butterfly configuration, but I wouldn't necessarily want to do a bearish butterfly trade because if I'm entering as a bearish butterfly, I enter, the mar- I enter the market with a bearish bias going in. If that bearish bias, if if the technicals tell me that bearish bias is not likely to play out anymore, then in which case I just exit. I don't scale in and hope I win, right? Yeah. Uh, hey, John, sorry. Yeah, I was on mute. So to answer this question, you know, where we were in the market, I didn't have a bearish opinion, right? So, I mean, we did break out of that larger range and then we looked like we were either going to set up a new range uh, drop lower or, or go back test, go back test and touch that prior range. So I wanted to have a posture on that. I didn't want to, you, at that point, you don't want to overcommit. So if I'm bearish and we set the range, then we go test that back test that high. You're going to have, you probably would have from where I entered probably had certainly three butterflies on and a lot of negative Delta and be getting drawn down 
but now you really need the market to roll over to be successful. So why right. not and you're put yourself down and you're, you're risking yeah. a lot of money and, and right. And so there's I, better ways to do that. Right. Yeah. I so. wanted to get, be in the market and have kind of a dual plan. Like if then for two situations, right. So you, you have to really understand how that bearish butterfly works. I'm not saying you're wrong and that plan wouldn't have worked. I'm just saying, understand the context of what's happening that if the market rips and you're in a bearish butterfly posture, you're going to have, you got to be able to be willing to deal with the drawdown. Right, right. And basically by doing that, if like Steven said, you're kind of backing yourself into a corner where you're where now you're limited to what has to happen in order for you to win. Yeah. And Good point. Want I always that. wanted to put myself into when I'm wrong, I lose small. If you're wrong in the yeah. bearish butterfly, it's and you've been and you stay it up, with it, it, it's a big it's loss. It's not yeah. gonna be a small loss. Right. And right. that's just understanding your strategies. Exactly. Exactly. Understanding your strategies for sure. Um, and then there's one other question that I would like to address here. Of course, anybody has anything else, please feel free to put them in. But um, in regards to a, the stagnant performance in the M3.4U from 2018 to 2020 period, as shown in one of the earlier slides, what other non uh, or low correlation strategies do you recommend being part of a trading portfolio to best complement M3.4U? Right. So we are trying to bring our traders to a different mindset. This is still in the mindset where I'm going to have a trade and it's going to win all the time. And if one loses and the, uh, performs, the other one's not going to perform. All you're doing by blindly, non-subjectively adding a set, uh, adding a trade to an existing trade, realistically, all you're doing is you're creating another trade that is going to have dynamics of times when it wins and does well and times when it loses. And it doesn't matter if it's one trade or two trades or five trades, that dynamic of trading in itself does not lend itself to large returns consistently over time. There is none of that, right? You're trying to create this magic trade where you're just trading it non-subjectively. And again, you're just adding more complexity, hoping that it's gonna win. You're, you may not have the same winning and losing periods, but you're going to have the same overall result over the long term. So again, we want to get away from that time period of just, you know, randomly adding a trade. We, we want to develop further than that as a trader. Um, uh, also, this goes on. As I understand, the M3.4U has a neutral bullish bias or less to the upside. So I assume it would be good to pair with a uh, bearish bearish for smoother growth. Again, I am not about smooth portfolio growth. Searching for smooth portfolio growth, you get small gains. And when you lose, you lose big, it becomes problematic. I am for uh, large gains, small losses, break-evens, right? Small loss, break-even, large gain, small gain, large gain, small gain, you know, break-even. It, it, it doesn't come in all at the same time. The equity line goes up and down, but you avoid those big losses. You avoid those big dips and you have a very strong equity curve over virtually any yearly time period. That is, is really what we're going for. Um, again, all you're doing by combining strategies and both trying trading them blindly is you're just creating another trade. And you can do that, but I wouldn't expect different results over the long term. You're going to have similar results over the long term. Um, okay. So that is, uh, that's really all the questions we have, except for this other one from Bill. This may be a dumb question. There are no dumb questions. Uh, uh, 
Oh, actually, first thing, Hussan says, thanks for the feedback. Yes, I do want to understand and agree to mitigate a mindset from non-subjective to a more subjective strategy. Yeah, I mean, I don't mean to beat anybody up. And, you know, if, if non-subjective is your way to trade, then that's fine. The M3.4U is a fantastic strategy. You can see the, the results. And, and even over the, the large dynamic market conditions, over time, we make a lot of money. Uh, and it is going to run through its cycles where you have a very long extended periods of good performance experience, you know, periods of not so maybe suboptimal performance that's going to happen, you're not going to correct that by just adding another trade and doing the same thing, right? So uh, I'm just throwing out reality. And I know this, I've been doing this for over 15 years, training traders of all different levels and hedge fund traders and everything else. That's not going to get you anywhere, just going to make things more complex for you. Okay. So, um, Anyway, that is my suggestion. If you really want to get those smoother, bigger returns, learn to read the market. And of course, when you start doing it, when I say that, a lot of people, they come out and they just start being subjective out of nowhere. And they don't understand, fully understand the strategies, like I said, because they've been trading them to for profit and loss. Um, they don't fully understand the strategies. And they don't really understand the market. And that takes a little bit of time to develop a feeling for the marketplace and where certain levels are and exactly how to combine these things and put them together. In other words, you're probably gonna suck at it at first and you may even experience a performance drop at first. But over time, when you get better at it, just like anything else, right? When I go from crawling, right? I'm a baby, I can crawl really, really well. I can crawl wonderfully. When I try and walk, I mean, you know, I wanna try and walk because I see other people walking around and look how well they're doing. But when I try to walk, I'm going to fall down a lot. In other words, I'm going to be, it's going to be easier for me to crawl from place to place for a while. Right. But the reality is you got to keep trying, right? Yeah. Steven? I was going to say, speaking of which, I've got a coaching session right now for a subjective trader. We're going to teach him these strategies as we speak. Right. And so, I have to get off the webinar because otherwise yes. I can't have your coaching <laughs> session. So thank you, Stephen. Um, hey, let me for just take attending. two minutes and you'll be a, a, just a moment late. Uh, this may be a tough question, but are there parts of the course you, you can get in? Oh, 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 yeah. Well, yeah, if you're a member, if you're a member, ask anything on our membership. Yeah. And of course, you can ask questions, too, and I'll answer them and as, the Skype as, group too. as I can in the Skype group, too. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Um, and if there's We're a lot of questions you. on a particular area, I do an update. So, all right, yeah. Stephen, you got to get on. I got to get off. Have a great day, everybody. Hope you enjoyed the presentation. Trade well. Thanks, guys. Thank you.